You're listening to Break Your Ego, Find Your Soul with Ramsey Bergeron. Hi, it's Ramsey Bergeron, and today is a little bit of a special episode. Today, I am getting interviewed by Eva Payne, who runs Flow Life Retreat, and we're going to talk about my experience that I had at her retreat in Oregon last month in January. It is a plant medicine retreat, so if you are interested or would like to know more if plant medicine could help you, please listen. I think it's really a a lot of very interesting information here, and I'll talk about how I experienced it, and uh, maybe you could learn a thing or two. And if you want more information on Eva or her retreats, the information is linked in the show notes. Welcome back to another episode of Ideas to Human Better. I am your host, Eva Payne, and I am super grateful today to interview Ramsey Bergeron. He is a certified professional leadership and wellness coach. He is an amazing public speaker. He has his own podcast called Break Your Ego and Find Your Soul. And I had the pleasure of having him at my retreat, the Flow Life Retreat, about a month ago. I guess we're about where we're at. And I just asked him if he would be willing to come on and share his experience, what brought him to the retreat, what his experience was like there at the retreat, and then how it has helped him in his personal and professional life. So with that, please welcome my guest today, Ramsey. Hello, my friend. Hi, Eva. Thank you for having me. I I appreciate the intro. (laughs) Yes. Thank you for being here. What else do you want to let people know about you before we dive into, you know, your experience at the retreat? I'd love for people just to hear. I mean, I know I gave just such a brief introduction, but there's so much more to you. You're probably one of the most athletic people I know in my life. (laughs) So you, Uh, you, you've got that as well going on, but let's, let's get a little introduction about like who you are and how you show up in the world these days. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, yeah, my name is Ramsey Bergeron. Uh, you know, as you said, certified leadership and uh, well-being dynamics specialist. I I dedicated my life uh, from a young age to physical fitness because my my dad was really ill and died when I was young. Uh, when I was twelve years old, he passed away from complications from diabetes. But before that, he'd gone blind, had both feet amputated, was on dialysis three times a week. So I didn't want to end up like that. So I poured myself into my physical fitness. I've done uh, eight full distance Ironman competitions as a spokesperson for a sports nutrition company for a couple of years. But on that journey, I never really focused on any of my mental or emotional health. Um, I have my own personal training company. Go ahead. I see you're going to ask a question. Yeah. So since you were 12, you've been into like, so like since you were young, this isn't like you, you were in your twenties and you found physical fitness, like really like as a teenager, you really kind of poured yourself into that. Yeah, because like after my dad died, I didn't really have my mom wasn't uh, big on therapy, like didn't really know therapy. So I never really had any way to vent or even process emotions. So I remember uh, I I ran track, I played football, played baseball. So I did these things, I I would run, um, go bike riding just to I don't know, I guess I guess just just feel and not be ill, move energy, Move, move my energy somehow. But there was still a lot of things I wasn't processing. I was also the kid that was punching holes in the wall at my mom's house. Um, you know, didn't really have any strong male. I, you know, I, I was in the Boy Scouts. And I will say that I, the Boy Scouts was was very helpful in teaching me leadership skills. But I never really processed emotion. Uh, never really learned how, like, what an emotion was. Like, like how, what is it trying to tell me? What is the trigger that that's allowing this emotion to, to surface at this point? And, um, you know, even when I was a personal trainer, you know, I, I was helping other people be the best that they could be physically. And uh, I didn't really shift into the, the coaching element until right when COVID hit. Um, my best friend passed away. Uh, he essentially drank himself to death. We'd known each other since we were five years old. And I knew at that moment, I'm like, well, what the hell am I doing? Like, I wanted to help people in a more profound way. Um, so I went back to school, became a certified coach. And well, it, and more importantly than wanting to help other people was wanting to, to improve myself, uh, realizing that there's, there's gotta be a better way to handle situations and started studying Eastern philosophy, which really brought me a lot of peace. And, um, yeah. And kind of that, that's, I guess, in a nutshell of where I, I got to where I am today. So let's talk about that emotional piece. So with not having that growing up and then pouring yourself into everything more physical, Um, more Mm -hmm. of the doing side of it, where did you start to realize? Was it the Eastern philosophy? Was it in the coaching program? Like at what point were you like, Hey, I've got 
I've got some stuff in here that needs to be worked through and I need to understand these emotions and thoughts and feelings more. When did that start to come into your awareness? That started in 2011. Uh, I would say maybe six, seven months before I got married. Um, you know, I was, I was engaged to be married and I, I then I'm like, ah, shit, I don't want to do this. <laughs> and kind of, um, had that whole, just, uh, I felt terrified and I started seeing a therapist then. And I remember I was in his office just forlorn and, oh my God, I can't handle this. And he's like, well, hold on, slow down. What, what are you feeling right now? And that was the first time I remember somebody asking me to define what I was feeling and where in my body was I feeling it. Mm -hmm. So I, I've been seeing a therapist pretty regularly since 2011. So it's not like, um, just in, in 2020, did I start doing the work? But it has been a process. Um, I remember after talking to my therapist for like four or five months, I'm like, so I'm cured now, right? Because just that that surface <laughs> level issue was fixed and I thought that I was done. And he just kind of smiled and laughed. And it's it's just been a journey since then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good luck. Yeah. Four months. Yeah. I figured it out. It's like yeah. one journey. Yeah. I figured it out. Like, well, I was also so, layers. I, I was always so goal oriented. So like doing, I've done the, with the triathlons, I say, well, okay. The aim is the finish line. When I cross the finish line, I'm good. And that's why I'm writing a book right now called uh, two called uh, chasing the rabbit. Why achieving success is never enough. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll make people buy the book. I won't quite give away the ending or, or, or the, the, the lesson in it, but that's even my view to therapy it was all right. So my goal is to fix this problem. Problem is fixed. I'm done. Right. And not really understanding the journey or, or understanding the, um, the, the process or just being in the moment. Yeah. So then here you are, you're moving down this path. You're starting to do some life coaching and helping people there. You're doing some public speaking. What is your life looking like? Like through COVID, coming out of COVID, what is that transition like for you? Well, as I was transitioning to coaching, I also went and did a 10-day silent uh, meditation course, which was 10 days of no speaking, no eye contact, no reading, no writing, no music, no exercise, um, just 10 to 12 hours a day of meditation. And I came home from that and in that process realized that I wasn't uh, happy. I was married at the time and I realized this, this isn't what I want. Um, my personal training business, things were easy and I wanted more. And so I, I, I almost said I made the mistake of asking the universe to challenge me, but no, I asked the universe, I said, look, I, I want to, I need to kind of level up here. Like I, I really want to, uh, have a successful coaching business and, uh, I'm not happy in my marriage. I want to follow my heart and, and find alignment in what I want to do in my life. So the universe answered and showed me not what I wanted, but what I needed at the time. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, got divorced early last year and then got into my personal life, quite honestly, Eva, turned into quite the shit show. Um, mm -hmm. Two toxic relationships, very right, right back to back. The second one um, ended up, uh, you know, the pregnancy that we ended up ultimately losing with um, and, and the mother. I And everyone has their own issues, so I, I don't want to speak negatively of her, but it was challenging. She had some uh, mental diagnoses that made um, relationships very, very hard. And I didn't leave. I, I stayed with it because as a coach, oh, I can see why this person is this way. I want to help. I want to help. But self-sacrificing any respect or self-dignity that I had in the process. Um, and then once she ultimately lost the pregnancy, I, I at that point realized that it was the lowest point of my life. Um, I, I was alone. My business was great. Uh, I was, you know, executive leadership coach. These companies bring me in and that's the only time I really felt purposeful was when I was working. But other than that, it was a very dark night of the soul. I was in my pit for sure. Um, and that lasted, I guess, gosh, from September up until early January this year. Yeah. I remember you saying something to the effect of you were asking your word last year or you were asking for abundance. Was that your word last year? Abundance? Last year, my word was abundance. Yeah. Yeah. I remember talking to you and thinking like, well, the universe answered, huh? Like on all spectrums, you, you got the most profit, the, the business, the success and all of that. And then on the flip side, like the abundance of lessons, right. And pain and kind of seeing that side also of being a human. And so, yeah. 
here you are like in this pit of despair. And I think so many people find themselves there and, you know, they, their identity is, is what they can put down on a resume, you know, what they can show people. And it's like inside they're suffering and there's a lot going on and they're just trying to combat it with the doingness instead of really figuring out, okay, what's going on in here? Why am I feeling this way? And how do I work through this? And sometimes it just is time. But what were you finding for you? You know, you're sitting in this and you're sitting in this and you're stewing. So was there something, was there, did you just need to be in there in that time and kind of have that, I don't want to call it a pity party, but you know, just kind of being in that, that sad place and that hard place for a while. Like what was it that helped you to kind of start to go, okay, okay, enough is enough of being in this space. I, I need to shift something. Well, you know, I never really processed the divorce before I got into another relationship. Like the first mm-hmm. toxic relationship I hopped into is almost like two weeks afterwards. And, um, you know, I, she pointed out the serendipity if she had the same name as my ex-wife and the dog's name was the same. And, um, <laughs> I, I, I had never encountered like, or really knew what a narcissist was before that point. And she love bombed me. And then, um, I caught her, you know, in, in bed with someone quite honestly, like two months later. And that, that shattered me and then waited a month or two and then hopped into this other relationship that ended up, uh, um, devastating me as well. So, you know, it wasn't, like I was trying to do all the things to pull myself out of the pit. And the, the first thing was with the Vipassana meditation I did was, all right, let's just observe the energy. It's not my pain. Let's just observe it. And then after um, I did that unsuccessfully for a little bit, I the, the dam broke and I got in touch with my feminine. And I remember at one point just crying, like just ugly crying on the floor and my old, uh, my my younger dog, who's uh, he's behind me right now. But if I cry, he'll come up and howl and kiss me. He's part Malamute. <laughs> he's very very emotionally in tune with me. Um, but you know, realizing that in that moment, I realized, well, I I have to experience this pain. Like that's a part of life is experiencing this pain, yeah. and embracing it and knowing. I have uh, my sound healer who I'm close with. She said, you know, your branches can only grow as high as your roots grow deep. Like you're going to be able to help people in such a profound way once you get through this experience. And that, that was reassuring that, okay, I, I will get through this. And I, I always talk about the difference between an intellectual understanding and an experiential understanding. Like as a coach, I know that this pain's not going to last forever. This feeling's not going to last forever. These thoughts aren't going to last forever. But in the moment, it felt so overwhelming and I didn't know how to pivot my, my thoughts in general. I was doing all the things. I was going to therapy. I was journaling. I was meditating daily. Um, I started going to a, a, a program that that helps people deal with codependent behaviors, and none of it really seemed to be enough. Um, it, it it helped, but not to the extent of allowing me to look at things from a different perspective. I was stuck in this mental rut of just replaying the same scenario over and over and didn't know how to get out of it. My, yeah, I'm a very big believer in energy that all we are is energy and that several of my chakras were blocked. I couldn't shift, um, to be able to manifest anything positive. I, I was just stuck with very negative. I felt like Eeyore, like just everything was like, Oh bother. Just like nothing, nothing, yes. nothing good seemed to, to be going. But I, you know, I say that on the same token, business was incredible and, and really being able to help resonate with people. But I don't know if anyone else has been in a situation where even if everything's going right, it's that one thing that's wrong that you cannot get out of your mind. And and that's where I was stuck with this last relationship I was in and losing a child that um, I was prepared to have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and did you recognize at the time that maybe you were sort of choosing the same kind of people, like there wasn't enough of an even a space, a time for growth for you. So it's like, you're just sort of repeating the patterns of relationships and it's just sort of taking you deeper and deeper into this hole until you can recognize, okay, I need to make some different choices. Well, and that's the thing, the universe, you know, whenever I, I, I pray or meditate, it showed me what I needed, not necessarily what I was asking for, even though like I was asking for growth. And 
like universe clearly knows what I need for growth more than I do because I don't know <laughs> what my blind spots are. So it, it sent, you know, I, I was got in this relationship and yeah, it was very toxic. And I, I've for my entire life, never really knew how to love or value myself. I was a people pleaser ever since I was young and had to physically take care of my father who, um, you know, couldn't walk. We had to carry him to, to the bathroom to, to use the bathroom. And my mom, who I was supporting uh, emotionally because she, my, she and my father hated each other and uh, I was her emotional surrogate. So I was always a people pleaser, always putting myself last and that I developed some very strong codependent traits uh, because of that. And I don't blame my parents. There's a difference between, you know, understanding what, where that root came from without blaming them. But it's my job as an adult to try to fix those things. I never really had, I'd never been alone, never not been in a relationship since I've been an adult. And after I, I was just stuck feeling empty and quite honestly, worthless after this last relationship, because even though the ex-girlfriend and I had broken up, the fact that I was going to have a child, I knew that, well, I, I will have someone in my life forever, you know, for the rest of my life anyway. Mm -hmm. And then once she lost the pregnancy, um, I really had a very hard time and felt very alone because uh, not like my family doesn't live where I live and I'm in Arizona and I was not close with her at that point. We'd already broken up. And so I had no support system, no one to really help me uh, process um, well, I mean, I had a therapist and I had a, a couple of friends, but I really felt isolated. And part of it, maybe I had more friends than I thought. It's it's whenever you have, like you even said, pity party, you know, and that's the thing is whenever you're in that, that, you know, root chakra, everything's kind of closed, woe is me, I tend to, I wallowed and I was just stuck there. And even though I had people reach out, I'm like, no, it's, I'm so alone. I'm like, well, I literally had people reaching out to me, but I couldn't see it because yeah. I was so stuck in this like life sucks loop that I was in. Yeah. I, I remember you had signed up on the interest list for the retreat and you know, this is right when I started thinking, okay, let me see, can I serve men? Like, could I do a men's retreat? I know I can do women's retreats, even co-ed. It's a little bit different energy mixing the two, but could I do a men's retreat? And your name had been on the list for a little while. And then I saw on Instagram because I'd been following you on Instagram and your little, when, just when Instagram came out with like the little bubbles that you could put a little comment. Yeah. And I think you said, I'm struggling. And I don't remember where, I, I think I was up North visiting, um, because it was right around New Year's, right around the beginning yeah. of the year, I want to say. And I think you said, I'm struggling. And you had had some posts where you had some like better days. Like I could yeah. see like, Oh, he's all right. Cause you were, you were kind of even honest back then. You mean aren't, weren't as specific about things that were happening, but like a little bit kind of opening up. Like I could see that. Okay. He's coming out of this, this yeah. darkness that he's in. And when I saw that, said, I'm struggling. I went, okay, I'm just going to reach out. Let me just see if he'd be yeah. interested in coming. And it just, it worked out, you know, for you to be able to come. Where were you? in that place, like take me back to the beginning of the year. Now here you are, you know, this is my perspective of where you were, but where were you? So I, you know, whenever you saw the post, like, oh, he's having better days. That was very much a fake it till you make it type situation where I'm like, all right, Ramsey, uh, you know, uh, chin up, don't be sad. You've got this almost, um, almost toxic positivity where I was, my friends, like, you know, friends mean well, and they're like, the, the, you know, the, the advice I was getting is like, well, snap out of it. She's not worth it. You're clearly so much better than her. You're better off without her. Just kind of, you know, Hey, move on. And telling someone to move on is just as helpful as telling someone to calm down. Like it, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't, does not help at all. And, um, I'm like, all right, well, and then I, I was shaming myself. Like, I'm like, coach, what the hell's wrong with me? I, I should be in a, I should be better than this. I should be in a better place than this. And the irony is, is I, I tell my clients, don't should on yourself. Like, don't use the word should. Should is just could with shame attached. Like, you simply are where you are. Um, and then when you reached out to me, I took that as a sign from the universe. Because I I was honest to a point that, yeah, I'm struggling. You know, I, I have learned enough that I know that I shouldn't isolate when I'm in those really, really dark places. So by sharing that, you know, um, that's me putting it out to the universe of I need help. 
And you reached out and I think I almost either signed up that day or we set up a call for like the, the, the next day or two. Cause I'm like, yes, this is, I, I didn't have any speaking events the weekend that you, that the retreat was, you said, Hey, it's up here. And I was like, yeah, you know, let's, let's do this. Yeah. I, it was like the middle of the night when I saw that and I thought, I'm just going to reach out. I just, I try to follow my intuition when it comes to people and, you know, on this interest list and like who, who feels right? Who's ready? And then yeah. when, when I saw that, I went, okay, like if he's ready, he'll come. If he's not, he's not yet. And it just worked out. So then here you are coming up to the retreat. So let's talk about <laughs> your experience there a little bit. I'm, uh, you know, getting there and just sort of your, your mindset and your feelings and everything prior. Let's talk a little bit about like prior to the journey, prior to like going in with a psychedelic. First of all, you had some psychedelic experience. Plenty of people have zero who come to these retreats, but you had had a little bit of experience prior. Do you want to share any of that or just sure. that you've had some experience? No, I, I do. And, and I, I want to preface this with, I, I yeah. really strongly believe that um, the more that comes out about, I, I call it plant medicine um, or just the, yeah. the, the medicine in general, the more we realize what a helpful tool it is if it's used the right way. Um, you know, it's been demonized and I'm glad that now research is starting to show the, the benefits of it. I wasn't, I was a very anti drug person growing up. Like I never smoked weed. I, I remember going to a concert here to watch guns and roses when they reunited maybe five, six years ago. And there were people smoking weed in the, in the audience. And I was like, those drug addicts, look at those drug addicts up there. <laughs> um, you know, I was all angry at it. And I felt the I, same way. Don't worry. I had the same judgments yeah. growing up. And, totally the and, same and, way. And so I was always very anti-drugs. And then after my friend, uh, my best friend passed away, a friend of mine said, have you looked into microdosing? And I was like, you know, no. And I'm like, no, it's crazy. He's like, well, just look into it. Just And so I started researching it. And I, there was nothing about people jumping out windows or any of the stuff that, that the, the stuff that I heard growing up. And then I read, a, uh, I started reading a book called How to Change Your Mind by Michael, I can't Michael remember his Pollen. last name. Michael Pollan. Yeah. And it really showed um, a different side of that. And so, yeah, I started using uh, psilocybin um, therapeutically on my own and did a couple of larger doses. And it was uh, the first time in my life that I felt like, I guess it was like on the year anniversary of his death. So it had been like July, 2021 that I did the, the first larger dose. And Oh my God, it, it really opened my eyes up to the nature of uh, oneness, of unity, of interconnectedness. And um, I knew the power of psychedelics. Um, I also knew how scary it could be if I didn't have it facilitated the right way, especially when I was coming in with a lot of emotional strength or, or I, I don't like the term baggage because every emotion teaches us something if we're willing to listen. Um, so I, I, that's why like the, your retreat had intrigued me so much, but yeah, so I had an experience with psychedelics, mm -hmm. um, just only mushrooms and then one, uh, journey with, uh, ayahuasca. But again, none of this, like, I'm not taking this and going to, to party, you know, it's always been yeah. like with, with meditation, with intention, with, um, using it as a healing modality for, for my, my energy. Yeah. And like you said, Ramsey, you know, you've did everything else. And I think that's the thing. Like so many of us humans out there have tried everything else. I mean, I speak mostly to women, but so many of them are like, I've been on every antidepressant, every anxiety medication. I've been in therapy for 20 years. I've done EMDR. I've done all the yoga. I've done all the meditation. I've exercised. Like what I've changed my diet what else can I do? Like, is, am I just meant to suffer? Is this what this human experience is about? Is just kind of living with some level of suffering always and, and sort of, is that the norm? And I think what plant medicine and what the earth is really offering us is a way to heal, a way to come back to ourselves. And when we really start to look into the research, we can see that you can't overdose on magic mushrooms, AKA psilocybin. You know, you can't, uh, you're not gonna become addicted. This isn't something that you're gonna want to party with. In fact, the more you take, the more you wanna just be alone. <laughs> you know, you don't yeah. really wanna be out socializing. I mean, it really is, it's intelligent, right? It, it knows you in that moment and what you need 
to evolve and to heal. It's it's brilliant the way that it works and all the studies in the 60s and all the studies that are happening now, um, whether it comes to emotional healing or actual physical healing, they're looking at it for Alzheimer's, stroke, um, anorexia, obesity, depression, anxiety. I mean, anything, any kind of brain injuries. So it's really, it is magical. It is the earth saying, you know, here you go, humans, if you're willing to get past your own stigma and get out of your own way. So I'm really grateful that you you said, okay, let's try this in a safe setting where I can uh, really explore and work on whatever's whatever is still here lingering. And then being able to stack it with these other healing modalities, I think that's really beneficial in a retreat setting. Because like you said, you can do it on your own at home and have your experience. So let's talk a little bit about being at the retreat and uh, what that experience was like and maybe how it was different from having your own experiences. Well, I, I want to apologize to you for yeah. the first time because I, I was quite the asshole for the first three days of the retreat. And I was... I had I was stuck with such negative emotion that yeah um my my attitude wasn't great and I was literally just projecting negative energy and I recognize that now um at the time I was just stuck in my own head it was literally the every thought was around how I guess forlorn I was how um yeah just I was I was suffering was was a great word that you used there, and I could not get out of it. It was it was a um, you know I, I've in the whenever I was younger I suffered from really bad clinical like depression, um, and it felt like that again. And whenever I did the the larger dose of psilocybin the first time was the first time in my life I recognized I don't have to be depressed. But this was just such a, I'd never, I don't have any children. So like the experience that I went through really hit me very hard. Um, and so when I first got to the retreat center, you know, it was about a two hour drive out to the little city um, that we were in and just in the car talking to a couple of other people. And I remember just, you know, having some conversations with them and then just putting my music on on my headsets because inevitably like, you know, it's looking for any, 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 everything reminded me of the situation. Didn't matter if someone's like, oh yeah, I was playing with my niece the other day. And I'm like, oh, that's a child. I don't have a, like just anything was, was triggering for me. Like, um, and I was just like, I could feel walking on eggshells. My, well, no, I wasn't. I could feel everyone else starting to walk on eggshells just because of I, everything made me sad. I was just in this, this really hopeless place whenever I, whenever I got there. Yeah. Um, but everyone was you and, uh, um, can I say her name too? Dream. Okay, yeah, I want to yeah, make sure yeah, that yeah. I, I make sure. Yeah, you and Dream were fantastic. So welcoming, so open. Um, really made me feel okay being myself. Um, yeah. Well, and, we could see it, Ramsey. I mean, we could. We've done this enough, you know. Been in this space enough, and it's like Dream even said he was good in the beginning of the car ride. Like he was with it. He was with us. It was engaged, and then he kind of checked out. And I went, it's all right. It's all right. Yeah. You know, and then even getting there and being like, I just need to take a walk. I'm like, you go take a walk. You just, it's okay. Just ground in, yeah. you know, just being present here. But it's, and I'm sure you can see it now hindsight, especially being a coach, but I can tell when people are stuck in their stories, you yeah. know, I'm, I've been stuck in my own story, you know, when I got my divorce and it was all about my divorce and I was defined by my divorce and blah, blah, blah. and it was just like, Whenever anyone would ask me about me, it was like, that I would lead with that. You know, yeah. it was like, this is who I am. This is how yeah. I identify. And we do that. We, when we're going through something, it's, it's so overwhelming that we just, we identify it so strongly and we don't know how to detach ourselves from that story. Sometimes it's yeah. time, but I think that's where the medicine can really help us just like detach from that. So I knew where you were and my fingers were crossed that the medicine would do the job and just the, the community, you know, that, that the other men there could hold space, uh, for where you were. And I know dream and I were going to be great at like, we got this, that's fine. But my hope was that it, there was some transformation that could actually happen, that there would be a breakthrough for you, that you wouldn't identify yourself with your story so much so that you could move on to, you know, this more full whole person 
who's always been there, but was just clouded yeah. by the narrative that was ruminating. I mean, that's what it is, right? The rumination, whatever our story is. It's like, how do we get out of that rut? And that's what psilocybin does is it's, it cleans the ice. It, it clears the patterns. So you're not in that ruminating anymore. But um, yeah, I mean, I appreciate you saying that. And like, that's full awareness because we could see it, you know, but yeah. we're also like, okay, this isn't who he is. You know, this is yeah, just the story himself right now. And, and that's the thing is I'd never met you guys before. And so it was so, I felt so bad because I'm like, this isn't even me, you know, and I, I it's, and what, what ends up happening is then I start shaming myself because I know it's not me. I know I'm not showing up the way that I want to energetically. And, um, you guys were just carrying on normal conversations and, and I was, it's, it's fun. I, I generally talk a lot, but whenever I wasn't even talking that much there and that's usually my friends like something's wrong because Ramsey's not talking. And I, I knew that I didn't want to feel how I felt. Um, but you're right. And, and the story thing, you were a thousand percent right. Cause, and this is, it's so funny because um, it's easy for me to coach other people through this, but then when it's me, again, it's the difference between that intellectual understanding and the experiential understanding of, of uh, knowing that I am not my past. I am not the stories. I am not the labels that either I put on me or that others have put on me. I am just simply here in this moment. And there were times when I would have some moments of clarity of, hey, she, she, my ex, and the, like, the, the, that situation is not here right now. I am simply here in this moment. But again, that was the, the surface level. I didn't truly feel that energetically. I didn't truly feel anything different in the story I was stuck in, in my head energetically. And you're right, like with, with the psilocybin, it just allows me to get out of that neural rut, just those, those neurons that have, have, uh, you know, formed. And the more I ruminate on a thought, the stronger that neural connection is. And I can't view it from another perspective. And that to me is where the, the real, uh, the healing power of psilocybin comes in is it allows me to, like you said, clear the ice with a Zamboni, shake the etch a sketch, whatever analogy you want to use yeah. of finding a different way to view a situation objectively. Um, and that, that's what, uh, I guess really it was very helpful. Yeah. A lot of people talk about how it's, they can know everything. They can be in therapy for 10 years. They can logically know what they need to do, the choices they need to make. They can't embody it. They yeah. don't know how to actually hundred percent believe or embody the thing that they, they want to move through or want to adopt in. So let's go to your journey. I'm there's going to be people out there who have never tried anything and here you are this well-spoken, physically fit, motivational speaker, coach. You know, what was the journey like for you at the retreat? And uh let's just start with that. Okay. So I know the first day we not well the first day that we did any the, the psilocybin was a lower dosage and we all went and played um we first went to a merry-go-round and I'm like I don't, I don't see the point in this. Like I was just kind of, again, I was in your mode and I'm like, I'm on a merry-go-round. All right. Like, all right. And we're on a merry-go-round. I can't even remember what kind of animal I was on, but then <laughs> there happened to be laser tag. I'm like, all right, now I'm a little more excited. There's laser tag. Yeah. And that was a lot of fun. And I wasn't, <laughs> you know, it's one of those, like, and I, I felt like in my head, I'm like, well, I was just prepared to not have fun. Like you make up your mind that you're just like, no, like the, the, your inner <laughs> child is kicking and screaming that you're not going to have a good time no matter what happens. Yeah. Um, and I had a lot of fun playing the laser tag. And it was a moderate dose of um, the psilocybin. And then the next day when we actually did ceremony, I didn't take the full. It, it was a different strain than the kind I have used in the past and the kind I've used in the past. If, if I were to take five or six grams, I see the universe, I see reality. And with the full ego death of that experience, it can be overwhelming and terrifying. So the second day I didn't do, I did just shy of the full amount and then went to go lay down upstairs and had a different musical playlist on that I'd used in the past. Um, really, but, but I guess, let me back up a little bit. What was very helpful was when the first day when you had us write down are like, what's your intention? What do you want to take out of this? And I remember that morning before we did the, the larger dose, I went down to the beach and I cried and cried. And I was just begging the universe for help. Like, please help me heal. Please. I just want to heal. I want to heal. I want to heal. And over and over in my head, I just kept saying, I want to heal. I want to heal. Mm. And I remember picking up a seashell when I was down there 
Um, I have a coffee table in my living room and in the coffee table, it's a, it's a glass top. There's, there's seashells from all over the world. It's like if I would, if I went hiking in Norway or New Zealand, or uh, I have a seashell from that part of the world in the coffee table. So that was initially my intention when I picked up the shell. And then I remember walking back up to the house and I said, no, I'm going to put anything that's no longer serving me into this shell during my ceremony. And I have the shell, you know, shell, like the, I guess the top side down. So it's like a cup on the window ledge while I'm doing my ceremony and I'm going to put everything that no longer serves me into the shell. Energetically you're speaking. Energetically. Yes. Yeah. Um, during ceremony. So I left the shell there and then I just, um, I put my music on and I laid down and laid down and just, um, I, I it was not near the psychedelic experience that I'd had doing the larger dose of a different strain. It was, um, I would call it a therapeutic dose. Even though it was a larger amount, it felt more therapeutic. I got, I had a little bit of visuals when I would close my eyes, but it really felt like my brain was a, a hard drive defragmenting. Like, do you, I don't, I don't know if, if any, anyone who's listening, who's old enough to remember what a, de, a defragged hard drive looks like. I really felt like it was just moving information around and just storing this here, moving stuff around there. Mm -hmm. um, I remember you came in the room one time and we talked, I can't even really remember what I was saying. I was, what was I saying to you? you uh, you're great. You're great. Cause I, I brought you up some fruit. I remember you brought me fruit. downstairs had had some fruit and had some, some tea or so, you know, or kind of, I think it was just fruit. I don't remember specifically, but I had brought you up some and then I had said something along the lines of, well, I'm trying. And you're like, you are not trying. You did this. This isn't try. It was like this whole motivational talk just came out about how you are doing. You are not trying. Like, this is effort. Like, you are just making me feel so good. I'm like, wow, this guy's like amazing right now. Well, and I, I didn't want to stay too long because I didn't want to disrupt your journey or yeah. have it become about something else that it, it wasn't. But you know, it was just like that side of you was just so like, yes, and positive and motivating. And I went, okay, he's something's going on. I'm just going to leave the fruit. And back, yeah, well, back I, now that you good. say that, well, now that you say that, I, I remember more about that. And plus, I also, I, I haven't even listened to it. So whenever I do a journey now, I literally record the audio of the whole experience and then go back to hear what I said. I want to go back and listen because I remember when you came in feeling the love and effort that you were putting into everything. And that's why when you're like, well, I'm trying, I felt so, I felt such gratitude for everything you were doing to help us heal that that's why I'm like, well, no, Eva, you're not trying, you're doing this. And I remember that was, that was the first, um, I started to see the world outside of my, um, pain and started just to, to feel that oneness and the unity. And the, I'm like, Ramsey, here's someone who's, who's going out of her way to try to help you. And, and whenever you're like, well, I'm trying, I could see the energetic little inner child within you who's trying to, trying to help like make me happy. Yeah. And that's why I was like, well, no, you are doing this Eva. And, and that, and I, and then when you left, I went back in, it went back inward, you know, it's like, yep. Like Young says, you know, you, those who look outside dream, those who look inside awake. I, I'm, I'm messing that quote up. I'm sure you'll get something in the notes, but hey, it I, good. <laughs> yeah. So, and then I went back in, went back into the journey and then I, I, I want to listen to it because something just clicked in my head. Um, and I remember I was like, okay, now what? Like, and, and getting up and just this epiphany of like, all right. It's going to be okay. Like now what? Like I'm here now. And I remember just walking down the stairs and two of the guys were sitting there in the chairs, drinking some tea, looking outside the window with the rainy day up there in Oregon. And I remember feeling like Scrooge after he saw the ghost of Christmas past. Like, yes, yes. Like you boy, tell me, is there still time? Is it still and like, like I, I just had such a, a um, I felt so alive and awake and just, I wanted to come downstairs and share it with, with everyone. Yeah. Um, and coming downstairs and talking to them and then going in the kitchen and talking with, uh, um, you know, you, you ladies that were in there working. Yeah. Um, my sister bliss and dream. Yeah. 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 And then I remember I, I did go back up from like, all right, I'm not done yet. I got to go back up and cry for a little bit. I went back up and just, and just fully just bawled into a pillow for like five minutes. And then, all right, I needed to get that out. I came downstairs, um, went out. I had, my phone was on airplane mode because I wasn't, you know, I, I knew better than to want to get online or do anything. 
but I recorded a video of myself with the epiphany that I had mm-hmm. um, of, okay, did, was last year really shitty? Yeah. And just admitted for the first time that, you know what? Yeah. I, I'd gotten this person pregnant and we, we had an abortion. And then we dated for several months. She got pregnant again. And just, I had never admitted that. I was holding on to this shame of, I was a bad person. I'm worthless. I shouldn't have done this. Um, and just the, the realization of things can be hard, but okay, now what? Like, what am I going to do now? That, that story was, that the, the past is the past. I'm here now. Let's own the lessons, feel the feelings, but giving myself permission to be who I am and permission to rewrite my story. And the word permission kept coming up over and over and over for me because I, I wasn't allowing myself, giving myself permission to be sad. And because I was like, no, you have to be happy. You have to get over this. I wasn't just allowing myself to be human. And that was really one of the big experiences of that. You know what? Also, even now that I'm thinking it through permission to just let go of the pain. Like it doesn't have to define me. Like Ramsey, you know what? If you want, if you want to rewrite your own story, you can. Like not forcing myself to do it. Mm-hmm. And it was just such a feeling of taking off the armor, just putting the armor down that I'd been wearing and um just just feeling I guess just free, feeling light again for the first time. And can long I time. ask, like, so when you when you talk about you know, this months prior, like you were sitting in a lot of pain and you yeah. were wanting to heal and wanting to let all of that go. How is it or why is it or what is it? I mean, I know it's the medicine, but let's talk about how here you are holding on to everything prior to coming and then how, I mean, you were only like an hour, hour and a half into your journey. And it was like, boom, this epiphany and it was, it was like you coming, coming downstairs, like I have figured it out and you did. It was so definitive and everyone else is like barely getting into their journey. You're like, no, nope, <laughs> that's it. I'm ready to go. I really have figured this out. So that, I mean, that's pretty miraculous, right? That an hour and a half, two hours into this journey and you've been sitting with all of this for so long, for months, with the same yeah. desire to let it go, to let it go. Yeah. Do you think it was the defragging? Do you think it was just the way that the medicine opens you up more and the perspective? Or can you just like help me with that a little bit or someone out there listening? So I, you know, I think just having my intention super focused in on what I wanted. Mm. Um, because in the past, when I've done larger doses, I've said, like, all right, show me what I need to see. And, uh, I've always been advised not to try to tell the medicine what to do, but mm-hmm. set an intention. But I, I was really so specific of, I just want to heal. I just want to heal. And it had been building so long that I didn't know how to feel any other way. I was stuck in the feeling, but whenever I did the medicine and listened to the music, it, it was, a, you know, I wish I could tell you exactly why it happened so fast for me. Um, I really think, you know, you coming up and having that little interaction with you, um, the not being at home in my element, because mm-hmm. my home was the place where so much of the pain was created. And, you know, when I got back after the experience, I I rearranged all the furniture in my house. You know, like I was tired of having the energy feel the same or walking in and just reminders like, oh, she got me this. This reminds me of her and that. So just energetically being somewhere new. Um, you know, also a big believer in, you know, I, I love Joe Dispenza and talking about becoming supernatural, how you need to have a new experience to create a new state of emotion. Yeah. So, so having a, a new environment with, with, with you and, and dream and bliss there to, to help facilitate it. And, um, having done the, the psilocybin before I knew the power of it and just trusting it and saying, all right. Mm-hmm. So, and whenever I wasn't feeling anything, it, it with the mushrooms, instead of sitting down and being passive with it, I said, no, I want to heal. Help really help me heal. What do I need to heal? What do I need to heal? And it's repeating that mantra over and over and over in my head during the process. Um, while at the same time being silent when it was time to listen to what the, the, the medicine was telling me or teaching me, um, and I, I've always been a fast learner. I don't know. There's no, there, there have been times when I've done, gone on a journey and I'm, in, I'm deep in the journey for five, six hours. And this wasn't like that. Like you said, like once I was out of it, 
I was out of it. And it was, it was the shortest duration I've ever had. Um, part of it was because I wasn't continuing to lay there. I got up and I was interacting. Um, yeah. And it really was, I, 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 I don't know. This is, this is the <laughs> longest I don't know that I've ever given. Well, I probably gave you were done suffering. That's what I tell people. I'm like, are you done suffering? Yeah, are I you ready done. to heal? I and, think you were just done. You're like, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. And, what do I need and, to do? And to the point, it's it was all something that was just, and it's not like if I break a leg, it's going to take me months for that leg to mend and heal. Mm -hmm. This was literally something in my mind, a story that I had created, an energetic block that once I shifted the narrative, the energy shifted and it was gone. I let it go. Now, do I still have days where I feel sad? I do still have days where I'm sad. I don't have days where I feel overwhelmed with hopelessness anymore. I, whenever I got back, I had three new jobs signed for, for me to speak. I have a, a two-day workshop I'm teaching now. I'm flying to New Zealand in five days for two weeks to, to just be in touch with nature. Like it, it gave me, like it started the train to roll on the right track and now the momentum is taking it forward. Like, but I just couldn't get that initial, um, you know, burst of energy to get the, the train rolling it down in the right direction. And that's what the mushrooms did. It gave me said, okay, here we go. But it's up to me. It's up to me to integrate. And I remember having the integration call a couple of days afterwards was very helpful as well. Um, the, the, the lady who you had help us was Ashley, was, Ashley, yeah, was, Ashley Misho. Yeah. Let's was, talk about that. Let's talk about the integration. And, yeah. you know, so you have this epiphany, you come to this retreat and now you got to go home and live. And yeah. so like, now what, like you say, now what? <laughs> so. Well, I was scared. I was scared. So, um, I, I, I didn't want what I call biggest loser syndrome because back when I was a trainer, the, the show biggest loser, like everyone goes and has all this fantastic weight loss. Well, I mean, when you're working out for nine hours a day and you've got producers there telling you what you can and can't eat and you're working with trainers, it's easy to lose. I don't say it's easy to lose the weight. It's still work. But then you go back home to where all of your triggers, your bad habits, your your uh, conditioning took place. And now it's time to put your money where your mouth is. And that was my concern was, all right, I'm going to go back home to Arizona. Am I going to be able to sustain this? What's it going to look like? Um, and so I, I sat at the airport and developed the plan. And the plan initially was, okay, I'm going to, um, I'm going to rent office space because I've been working in my home and I'm like, all right, I need to just get out of the damn house. Mm -hmm. And so that was my plan. Get office space. I need to find a physical goal to hit. What's my physical goal going to be? I'm not doing Ironmans anymore. Uh, I actually signed up last week. I'm going to be doing a, a 12 and a half mile swim around Key West in June, um, which terrifies me. But I'm like, you know, I want, I need something to aim for, yeah. um, you know, and, and so, so setting up, what do I want life to look like? to help me continue this, help me continue healing. And that's what I did. And the integration call also talked about like needing to surround myself with other entrepreneurs, other people who are business minded, who are focused. And I have, I've got some friends who, um, one, one person I've gone into a, a, a business work. Uh, I work, you know, with him now on this, um, app to help people with their affirmations. Like they literally, I'll help coach them on creating their own affirmations. We have voice actors and, uh, music we'll put behind it and send them this link of this powerful thing. So he and I sit and we'll have lunch and we'll just spiral these fantastic ideas of creativity together. Um, yeah, it, it was just a matter of clearing the blocks and what do I want to create moving forward? Yeah. And it, look at this. I mean, that's the beauty of it. When you're not ruminating on the story, you just have more space. You have space to create, space to do the work that excites you, you know, the work that was saving you from falling in complete despair. Yeah. But now you could do it with this openness and this intention and this excitement because that story isn't taking up so much mind space anymore, right? Yeah. I, I Whenever I coach people, I talk about with the, the, the uh, school that I was certified in with coaching, it's a uh, through IPEC, the Institute for, for Professional Excellence in Coaching. And I do this assessment called the ELI. And that we talk about there's two main different kinds of energy we have, catabolic and anabolic, where catabolic is really just fight or flight mode. Mm -hmm. And even if you're talking about something you're excited about, if you're stuck in fight or flight mode, you can't enjoy life. You're, you're literally got, you've got cortisol in your system breaking down body tissue to help you outrun the bear. 
that in the modern world without bears chasing us, that bear is, you know, grief over a relationship. The bear is, I didn't send this email out on time. I'm in trouble or I'm going to get fired. It's whatever, whatever the, the thing is that we feel um, causes us to not be safe. We tend to go to fight or flight mode. It's a survival mechanism. And when you're stuck there, you're breaking down body tissue, you're causing dis-ease within the body, and it's hard to regulate your systems. I was very dysregulated. Yeah. And so have you found that now being back home? I mean, the first, you know, when you, most people that go back home the first week or two, like things are, things are good. There's still a, the remnants, that afterglow, and it's really like week three, week four, week five, when real integration starts happening because now you're you're having to live that life. So how has this been? I mean, we haven't talked in a couple of weeks uh, since the integration call. So what, I mean, you've, you've like you said, you set up this time to go and, and swim and you're going to New Zealand, you're doing these things, but overall, do you feel that you are in a much better place? Do you, are you more excited? What are your thoughts now on your exes and that whole story? What story are you telling yourself now? I guess. Well, you know what? And, and so th th I'm glad you asked that because everything that I've mentioned has been, when I say superficial, like, okay, swimming or um, going to work in an office. But when it came down to that, I didn't love myself, like the story of I had to be in a relationship to be happy. Like that was, that was a story that I've had my whole life. Um, and then I started, I, I had a rule even before I went up to Oregon where I'm not going to be in a committed, serious relationship for six months. I'm just not. Mm -hmm. um, but I was talking with someone, just we were, we were dating and um, she, I guess it was maybe a, a week ago. She's like, you know, I think I kind of want to take a step back and not even date anymore. And I was like, she goes, I just want to be friends. I'm like, you know what? I, I really don't want that. I'm, I don't think we should talk anymore. And I never really have found my power before of, of any relationships I was in. It was always on the terms and the mercy of the other person. I never realized, wait, I can set a boundary. I can say, I don't find this acceptable. And I've really found a lot more power in learning to just love myself and being okay with that and, and setting boundaries and standing up for myself. Um, I had a company that wanted me to fly out. I was supposed to fly out tomorrow to host a three-day um, corporate event in Napa for this company. And they were dragging their feet. I wasn't getting the information I needed. And it was a big five-digit payday. And I said, you know what? I don't want to do it. I don't feel comfortable doing it. I'm not getting the information I need. I, I, need. I wish you the best of luck. And I'd always been such a people pleaser in both my, my relationships and in business that I never really stood up for myself. And the more I do it, it's, it's just like working out where if you go to the gym once and you come home and you look in the mirror, you can be like, well, that didn't do anything. You know, it's, it's a matter of making it that daily habit, making the integration, the the self-love, the understanding of what you want out of your life, um, it's the more I do it, the stronger this proverbial muscle gets that I'm able to set boundaries. I'm able to love myself. I'm able to take care of myself and exist outside of a relationship that my um, I am worthy of the uh, goal that I've set, which is essentially triple the amount of people and income I was able to generate last year and grow my business. And I'm creating an online course now and a new emotional intelligence workshop that I'm doing um, because I'm, I'm capable and not only am I capable of it, it it's, it's why I'm here and, and really being able to be in alignment. Like you said, my word for last year was abundance. This year it's alignment and making sure that my thoughts, actions, um, the people I'm surrounding myself with, the energy, the food I put into my body, the shows that I watch, everything is in alignment um, mm -hmm. for for who I am truly and where I want to go. I think that is so beautiful. That That's really amazing. You know, one of the things that you said to me, we were talking um, the day after, after the journeys, and you had said... Um, Everyone was going to, they were going down to the beach to write their word for the year in the sand. And I said, I don't have a word. And you're like, why don't you have a word? And I was like, why do you have a word? And we had this great exchange. <laughs> and I just, I've thought about that a lot, a lot since then, you know, because I didn't want to be defined by a word. Like I have to be this thing or own this thing. But I, the way that you explained it, I was just like, ah, oh, yes. It just gives you a focal point, you know, somewhere to, 
to put your energy, you know, to like, is my day aligned with this word and your word being alignment? You know, I love that. Um, yeah. And really helping me. Simplicity was the word that when you were, you're throwing these words at asking me questions. And so if anyone needs a word for the year, hit up Ramsey. He can coach <laughs> you through finding a word. Um, but, you know, it reminded me too, there was a couple weeks before I had woken up in the middle of the night and the word balance, balance, balance. I mean, it was like so loud in my head. And I, I had to finally say out loud, okay, universe, balance, balance. I hear you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But those two words, simplicity and balance, I can see how it's in so many aspects of my life, right? The way that I think, the way that my home is structured, the way that my business is structured, and the way that I move through the world, it really is beautiful to have a word. Um, any any thoughts around that that you want to add to that? Because I think as a takeaway, people who have made it this far into <laughs> listening to the podcast, something for them to move forward, you know, whether it's this or something else, but you are such a man of a lot of wisdom and we all go through hard things in life. And yeah. you're, you've just proven that you can go through something really, really hard and we all go through hard things. And you know, maybe someone might look at your story and think, oh, that isn't so hard, but it doesn't matter. The story that comes in pain is pain, right? Suffering no. is suffering. Um, shame is shame. Grief is grief. You know, we feel it the same, regardless of the story of how it comes in. Mm -hmm. And so I really just honor you that you've been able to move through this, this challenge in your life. And there will be more that will come because yeah. such as being a human, you know, but uh, like what, what takeaway can you give to people, whether it's around a word or around just what you've really learned about this experience? Well, so, you know, I guess I'll give several pieces. of. So the first around the word, so talking about a word is, is to gain clarity about what define, truly define that word. Don't just have it as a concept in your head, because that's, I think ultimately what, as a coach I do, I try not to give people advice. It's a matter of helping them get clarity. Like if someone says, well, I want to be successful. Well, what does success mean to you? And people are like, well, I want to have enough money where I don't have to worry about anything again. And I ask them, all right, well, what's that number? Well, I guess I never thought about that number. So like really getting specific and clear, like with abundance. I remember, you know, I had in, in the coaching school I was certified through, they had asked us to define abundance. What does abundance mean for you? And I used to think of it like meaning like, well, more than enough. And I'm like, well, that seems excessive. Why do I need more than enough? And so I really distilled it down to me for meaning the cessation of seeking. Like I'm no longer seeking anything. That means I have abundance because I have everything that I already need. So I think if you wanted to have a, a word to, to aim for, to define the, that, that you want to have be your word of the year, um, like just really get clarity about what does that mean to you? And I know that you and I talked about it, like from the terms of, is it a resolution? Like, well, I don't want it to have it, but you just some resolution. Yeah. I think it's just more, I don't look at it as a resolution because like a resolution is something that like I want to get, you know, fit this year. Or I want to lose 10 pounds this year where the word for me, it's a daily reminder of who I want to be, not a goal. Like I don't want to end up with alignment by December 31st this year. Got it. I want to have every day I'm living within alignment. I want to have every day I'm living with abundance. So that's why for, for me having a, a word, it's similar to an affirmation where it's simply a reminder of how I want to, what, what's my focus for showing up this year. And it's not that I forgot abundance last year. I now have both of them on, on my chain. Yeah, yeah. So it's You've embodied I, abundance already. Yeah. It's embodied. It's, it's who you are. You don't have to put awareness and, and so much energy to it, right? Yeah. Because it's just how you show up. Yes. And so, and then it's, it's kind of like whenever I was a personal trainer, I would never have someone change more than three things at a time. It's not like we're not going to make you, because then compliance falls to zero. If you're trying to reinvent yourself, um, just... 1% a day. And that's like what, what I would tell people who, who are struggling. It's a matter of trusting the process. Um, you know, a support system is fantastic. And I truly believe in the power of plant medicine. Again, like do all the things. Like I, I strongly believe in the power of therapy. I strongly believe in the power of a strong support group that will pick you up. I strongly believe in journaling. I strongly believe in doing the shadow work, really understanding your origin story um, and again, emphasis on story. Like, what is the story you're telling yourself of your childhood? If it's like, oh, it was a terrible childhood. All right. Well, did you struggle or, and there's a difference between being, being victimized and being a victim. You may have had a, a challenging childhood. Like I, I had a very challenging childhood, but 
I, I did what I needed to do to survive. And it's just a matter of not shaming myself or my parents, but understanding that those, um, the, the, the coping mechanisms that I developed to survive, they just may no longer serve me. And thanking that version of myself that created them because it did allow me to survive and don't, and not shaming myself for it, like not shaming myself for the codependency I had, because I, I developed that to be able to survive. I developed that to be able to feel safe with other people because I didn't know how to relate to other people and didn't know my value because again, permission is just, for me, it comes back to that word permission, giving myself permission to, to be human, to say, you know what? It's all right. It's okay that I don't feel complete, but I am complete. And, and just giving myself permission to, to feel the inadequacies and also enjoy the growth that I'm experiencing in this journey as well. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. You are a very wise man. And I'm really grateful that you said yes to coming to this experience and this journey. And just to, I'm grateful that I got to be a part of that healing process. You would have got there anyway. You're the type of person like, come to this retreat or not, you would have figured out a way to like do everything you're doing now. But I'm grateful that uh, I was able to be a part of that process for you. And, oh, um, and yeah. that uh, be a little ripple into the ripple that you are now going to go out into this world and have with this whole heart and this open mind and this open perspective and this rewritten story. Well, I, I appreciate you. I can't, I can't thank you enough, Eva. Like you, you reached out, you reached in a time when I needed help and it's, it's to say that, well, you would have figured it out anyway. I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't, I, I've tried my best to stop playing the woulda, shoulda, coulda hindsight. I, if this happened, then this would have happened. Well, what happened simply happened. Like we, yeah. with a, the path we took was the path or else we wouldn't have taken it. Yeah. So I, and I appreciate again, whenever I can't remember who said it, but you think about it, whether it's an atoms merging or people talking, any two items, whenever they come in contact with each other, their energies are never the same. Yeah. So you get two atoms together, their energy will always be different. And my energy will always be different because of you. Like you have helped, um, you know, the ripple effect works in, in every capacity. So now yeah. any person that you go in contact with, just those little things about us talking about the, what the words mean. And for oh, me- Oh, I've already talked to people about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this morning, I, I'd never done a cold plunge before the retreat. Now I have a cold plunge thanks to us taking that dip in the Pacific Ocean. This morning I did it and I feel alive. I try to do it as many mornings as I can muster up the gumption to get out there and get in the water. And um, I am forever thankful. And I've already recommended your retreat to several close friends of mine and associates that I think would benefit greatly from it. And um, it's it's I, I am... I am so proud to know you being a pioneer in this um, space and, and and so thankful for you and Dream and Bliss and the other guys that were at the facility or at the retreat. Um, and if anyone is on the fence about having this experience, um, I will say you have nothing to lose. Like to Eva's point, you can't you you cannot overdose on this. You will you will be able to look and process things differently and work through some pain or trauma or whatever you feel might be holding you back. Um, it's it's such a profound experience that I I highly highly recommend. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you. Now, if anyone feels really connected to you and your energy, how can they get in touch with you and work with you? Do you work one-on-one? -on -one? Are you more corporate? Like what, what is sort of your focus and moving forward so people can sort of know where you're going and if, if they're, whether they themselves or their company would be in alignment with where you're going? Well, thank you for asking. And when it comes to, I do both individual and corporate work. I generally don't discuss plant medicine in the corporate arena just because right. it's a little, you know, but, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh, I do one-on-one -on -one work. I'm also developing right now a seven day leadership retreat that I'm looking to have, um, possibly on the big Island of Hawaii, or maybe here in Arizona, somewhere up North, maybe Sedona. Um, but, uh, and I'm probably even quite honestly, just going to, to steal this and have this just be an episode of my podcast as well. Cause I've, I've, the conversation has been great. No sense in repeating it. Um, but uh, my website is, uh, bergeronwellbeing.com. Uh, again, my podcast is break your ego, find your soul. And if you're listening to this on my podcast, Eva's podcast, ideas to human better. 
Um, I want to make sure I'm absolutely, I'm, uh, you know, yeah. But, but yeah, so I do one on one work, I do uh, motivational speaking. Uh, people can, I, I've traveled all around the world to speak, so I'm definitely open to helping people learn to re reframe their stories and understand that it's not what happens to you, it's the power of your perspective of how do you take. Um, what's happening around you and reframe it in a way that empowers you. It's beautiful. Thank you, sir. I appreciate your time today and have the most amazing time in New Zealand. I'm so excited for you. Thank and you. Just with everything ahead, please stay connected. And uh, if I can ever do anything for you or offer anything, you know, I'm here for it. So we Same are in here. each other's circle of awareness now for a reason. So I, I agree. Everything happens there with interconnectedness. There's not a doubt in my mind that that we will cross cross paths and work together again to to, to help people. Absolutely. Okay. Hang on one second. Let me say bye sure. to everyone, and I'll say bye to you as soon as I hit this recording. Thank you, Ramsey Bergeron, so much for being on this show. What an honor. I mean, what an amazing man. What a great speaker. And you can just feel his energy and the the goodwill that he is putting out into this world. And if you've at all been inspired by his journey or you feel like there's something inside of you that like resonates with what he's saying, just be curious, lean in. I'm not saying tomorrow you need to come and sign up or go to retreat or any of that, but it's just about following your heart, following that intuition, following that nudge when it says, look over here, what about this? I promise you plant medicines are here to actually help us heal. They work. I've seen it time and time again, and they help us get out of our own way. They help us rewrite our stories. They help us open our hearts and open our minds. And I'm so grateful for you for being here today. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Ideas to Human Better. I am your host, Eva Payne. And until next time, have a beautiful, wonderful day. For information on my personal or executive coaching, or if you would like to have me be a speaker at your next event, please visit my website at www.bergeronwellbeing.com. Make sure you like and subscribe to this podcast, and please leave a comment to let me know your thoughts or about any future topics you would like me to cover.